everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, a podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl trying to figure out her life. Oh, it's so great. Every time. <laughs> and to be fair to the listeners, it's been a few times. So this is <laughs> yeah, really great. technical difficulties for some reason this morning. Yeah. Should we introduce ourselves? Yeah, I'm Mary. I'm Shelly. I'm Diana. Oh my gosh, we have a guest today. <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun if it was just like, now I'm here. I'm on it. I'm on the podcast. <laughs> yes, we are now a trio. <laughs> we have an announcement to make. Yeah. Some people call it a thruple, you know. Oh, I wow. Enjoy, yeah. If there's one person I would thruple with, it would be our head engineer of organization, <laughs> I mean, Diana. It's definitely good to mix business with pleasure. That's what we've learned. It always we know works. This. Well, it I think always, I just, nothing bad could ever I happen. I think I just thrupled a little bit in my mouth. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I was going to say, I was going to add to our intro. Another ex-Mormon gay girl. No, that's not true. Not a gay girl. Ex-Mormon lady friend. (laughs) Yeah, trying to figure out her life. A female identifying person (laughs) who used to be a member of a cult. That's me. That is true. That's a good explanation. The gay girl now just trips off the tongue. I don't mean anything by it. No. Oh, it just like it's a term term of endearment. Yeah, it's a a compliment. (laughs) I mean, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Well, Shelly has accused you of having gay girl hair before, which I adore. I do have. I mean, if we're going to. put a sexual orientation on hair, yeah. gay girl is definitely the way that mm-hmm. it would be classified. We should, we should probably okay. take a picture. Oh, yeah. Know. I mean, people are going to want to know now. Yeah, they're going to know. It's a whole look. It's cultivated. So it's I'm not going to cut this out. Don't don't cut this out, Dan. Leave it in, Dan. Leave it in, Leave Dan. It in, Dan. Um, Diana's, uh, her mic, because we ordered more mics because we're going to have more guests on in mm-hmm. July. But Diana's mic, she brought from home because she also has a podcast. We're going to talk do. about that in a second. I mm-hmm. do. But right now it's sitting on a goldfish crackers box. Nothing but the best for our guests. <laughs> I mean, Bring your own microphone and we can use a goldfish box to set it up. It takes a village. It does. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and goldfish crackers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Evidently. I mean, every village knows you need goldfish crackers. <laughs> if they're children there, you yeah. sure do. That's how we yeah. raise them. So, Diana, tell us about your podcast. Oh, well, my podcast is with... It's myself and my husband, ben, Benjamin. Who I love total I crush mean, on Ben. Okay. Find me someone who doesn't. I know. Love That's true might, story. The person might exist, but I have yet to find them. It might be his mom. No. Mm, even she, I think, might have a little soft spot still for him. <laughs> Just a tiny one. Um, our podcast is called Your Friends because everybody has friends with podcasts. So we're just. Your friend's podcast. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just us. So if you're feeling like you need another friend out there in the yeah. podcast realm, mm-hmm. you look Which them up. Which is really what we're doing. We're just hanging out and talking and just being people. And it's That's great. They talk about everything. They everything. just hang out and chat and it's very we welcoming. It's like grab a cup of coffee, sit down with your friends and have yeah. a good time. That's yep. that's what we do. That's great. Highly recommend from mm-hmm. the Latter-day Lesbians. Yeah, there Wait, you go. Wait, I always say, people say the Latter-day Lesbians, but I am the only Latter-day Lesbian Guilt by association. Okay, you're right. People, okay. they add an S to the end? No, there's just one. Um, They do. They clump us together. That's like, oh, okay. look, it's the Latter-day Lesbians. Well, that's okay. What are they going to do? The Latter-day Lesbian and her and girlfriend the who's the Nevermo. I mean, it gets longer and longer. <laughs> okay, you're right. You, you... They have a podcast called Latter-day Lesbian. Seriously? That's, that's fair. It's just so much easier. Okay, we are the Latter-day Lesbians. <laughs> Done. Great. I yeah. accept it. It's really well, okay. Well, I mean, what really is the Latter-day <laughs> 
<laughs> so you I could mean, that's, be that's a latter day lesbian. She, I think she was saved for the latter days. I mean, <laughs> let's be very clear. It's all a construct. So <laughs> are you trying what to is, say you're starting to think it's all fake? I, oh, that was oh. early. Wow. You know what's funny is that I say something about it being a construct on my podcast every week. And I'm just realizing right now it's just my version of saying <laughs> I'm starting to believe it's all fake. Uh, it's the she, same thing. You need to make yeah. a t-shirt that says I'm starting to believe it's all just a construct. Yeah. Yes. Huh. That trips <laughs> off the tongue. It does. It just, it just rolls right there. Sure does. Well, sure should does. we get a few housekeeping details out of the yes, way? Yes, keep the house. Um, okay. Where <laughs> shall we begin? Oh, well, let's, you know, what did we do last week? Anything? Oh, uh, what did we do? We're so... Oh, well, it was July 4th weekend. 4th of July, we were invited to a pool party, a oh, friend right. of mine. Mm-hmm. We went there, and that was in Alexandria, Virginia. Go visit. Actually, don't. It's so crowded there. Seriously. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and if it's July like it is right now, disgustingly and oppressively hot. Oh, yeah, God, hot as hot. balls and swampy. Kind of like it is in this den right now where we're recording. This is it's nothing compared to oh, the pool party. I'm enjoying. Are you like, okay? Just, yeah. Diana's oh, yeah. finally warming up. Here. I'm always cold, so I'm into it. <laughs> but later that evening, we went over to the kids and mm-hmm. we shot off some fireworks. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was a good time. I have to say I was the superhero of the fireworks show because we stopped at a a fireworks booth and I bought like this round frog head firework. Firework? I don't I don't know. I don't know. It looks like a frog head with an open mouth and eyes, and then when the thing starts like shooting off shit, the eyes glow and the mouth glows. So that is really unnerving. (laughs) You know, you're right, because there were two of them sitting there at the end and just like it looked like those um shrunken heads sitting on a platter in the middle of the yard. Oh, thank you to that. Well and you know, (laughs) I thought they just needed better marketing because I was thinking the only thing that they did was glowed. And I was like, that is not fun. But they didn't talk about all the different things that these frog Yeah, it was like a minute and a half of things shooting out of the frog's head and and (laughs) zippy sounds and I mean I'm not entirely sure why we're doing the fireworks anyway. So I guess they might as well just get (laughs) America. Real weird with it. <laughs> I know, right? America. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then, uh, not that day, but your youngest daughter had an interesting thing to say about me recently. Oh, God, that was so funny. Do you want to talk, talk about, about this yet? It was awesome. I don't think you have. Well, we'll double talk about it in case we didn't. So, driving in the car, and Cassidy, Smashy, we go, she goes by Smashy as well, and Philip, everyone's favorite, are sitting there. And I think they're discussing boys and girls or whatever. And then Cassidy they're goes— They're having some gender some discussions. gender discussions, <laughs> as you do when you're six and eight. Um, and I, I was the only one in the car. Mary wasn't with me. And then she goes, hey, Mom, so Mary's not actually a boy, right? <laughs> <laughs> she just plays one on TV. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, she is a girl. Uh, okay, she laughs. And then they continue mm-hmm. the discussion that boys can marry boys and girls can marry girls. Yeah. yeah. It was well, good funny. for them. And the rising generation. They're called mm-hmm. boobs, mm-hmm. Cassidy, to mm-hmm. quote Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> Although I don't think there was any discussion about whether she was a lady. I think it was just like, eyes up here, Lou, or whatever that oh. guy's name was. <laughs> I remember that movie that was good. Uh-huh. And the rest yeah. of the weekend, we basically sat on couches and did podcasty stuff. Went and got some beer at Caboose Friday night with old gym friends. Mm-hmm. And there you go. Mm-hmm. There you have it. Diana, anything spectacular from your end? No. Let me just guess. Swim meets and kids. And <laughs> swim and heat. dive meets. There children at the pool and some fireworks. That about sums it up. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Suburban life. Uh, you know what? Heavy on the bourbon life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes. <laughs> anything to get you through. Uh, I know. <laughs> I appreciate it. takes a village of bourbon. <laughs> it sure does. <laughs> it sure does. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, they missed that takes a village conversation earlier, so that's not actually a callback because that was, had, that was deleted, I think. 
thanks for the, the correction. Goldfish? We didn't talk about the goldfish on the second take? No, Maybe we did. Suburban. Did we? I'm so confused. I don't know. Yeah, we had to start no. over because we had technical Poor issues. Dan. Hi, Dan. Good luck editing this one, by the <laughs> just way. Just leave it all in. Leave it in. Just just <laughs> the, the one where we just go ham and say, it's like, leave, it leave it all, all. In. Just leave it. I don't know. If there's anything uh, glaringly weird later, you can throw that yeah. out, I guess. But mm-hmm. um, Oh, uh, speaking of beer and bourbon, we should talk about, well, at least the beer part, our 100K yes, download my list. party. So, uh, LDL listeners. We don't actually have bourbon there. Oh, that's true. Um, do you remember when we had this the 50K party a while ago? I remember it. Do you remember it? We <laughs> are like three downloads away. A few more than that. Okay, well, it'll but be by there the by time the time. But, the so, 20th July happens. 20th, we are holding a 100,000 download party and we are so pumped it's going to be the same place as last time it's the lost dog the dunloring lost dog mm-hmm. in merrifield just just look it up people just look it up google it google yeah it. you can metro it's right by the dunloring metro station mm-hmm. you can just walk over yeah. starts around six last time was awesome we had people come and go and we basically like shut the place down there will be live music in the evening and bring tips for milad our favorite bartender milad Yes. Yeah. Not to be confused with our other favorite bartender, Promise. This is, yeah, Milano's our favorite <laughs> lost dog bartender, and Promise is our favorite Taco Bomba bartender. You know, I went to Taco Bomba and I couldn't remember her name, but I knew if I heard it, I would know it. And I asked the bartender what her name was, but it wasn't. Was Promise. Promise. And you, so, oh, so you went to the Vienna location? I did, okay. recently. Huh. Maybe yeah. she wasn't working that day. Or maybe there were more than one, and I only just asked the one. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> could be, could be. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, everybody come. We're going to party up again. We're so appreciative of all of our listeners and that you're sharing the podcast with people. We never would have imagined it would be where it is. Mary and I were actually talking this week about how we were like flipping out and so excited and buying shots for everyone at this divey bar at the beach because we hit 4,000. Yeah. And we were so excited. And now it's like, this is so great. So thank you. Help us celebrate all of our milestones and just keep chugging along and doing what we do. So yeah. and. Yeah. uh did we talk about why we hired Diana? Oh, I don't know. Did well, we? you know, because of the letters. Now we have the letters midweek oh, yes. podcast. Yes. And we realized that we are just organizationally all over the place and we needed help. We needed someone to help us organize our mail into nice, neat categories that will help us figure out what we want to read on the next Yeah, topics podcast. and shit. Topics. Diana's great. Insert yeah. me. Insert Diana. She also, a um, long time ago, came over to my house and helped me organize my office. And oh. she still loved me after hauling out like four trash bags. It's true. I When I started organizing emails for you, you said something about loving you through this process. And then, and I, <laughs> oh no, I, I was said to you, I hope that this will be helpful and that you will not, it won't drive you crazy. And you said, you came and helped me clean out my office mm-hmm. and we're still friends. So I think it's going to be okay. <laughs> yep. And she's going to now organize our virtual office. Virtual yeah. office. Yeah. yeah. All I walked our- into that office and said, why are you homeschooling all of your children? And what is happening here? We have to stop this madness. And we and did. We did. We did. <laughs> there you go. We sure as shit So did. really, I changed your life, is yeah. what we're saying. Yes, yes. If it weren't Probably for me, more than to add that to your Probably title. Probably more than once. Mm-hmm. I mean, I started a podcast before you started a it's podcast. True. And I was like, we're dummies. And if we can do it, 
You can totally do it. Mm-hmm. And look at where you well, are. Aww. But to be fair, I think that we had talked about it for like six months before oh, we did anything. I think right. we needed you to start the and then for me to be like, like, fuck, they did they did it before us. <laughs> they did it. We have to do this. But we've only been talking about it a while months. after that. Forever. Yeah. 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 It's been awesome. It's been um, awesome. I'm an awesome podcasting journey together as as friends. Yes. Really, really cool. So thank you, Diana, for You're organizing welcome. our letters. Mm-hmm. Happy to. And speaking of letters, if you would like to write us one. Please visit latterdaylesbian.org slash contact. Okay. All right, moving on. That was, um, oh, can't not talk about Patreon. (laughs) We have to talk about Patreon. (laughs) Guys, as of right now, we are only four new patrons away from 125 patrons. What happens then? Um, We get to do another drawing. Yeah. Another recorded drawing so you know that we're not cheating for someone to receive a swag bag. Yeah, we decided to do one every 25. Have you been accused of cheating? No. I just want to be on the episode. Here's the the thing. I'm like, wait, is there like a background conspiracy theory that the drawing is rigged? I mean, we could just like say, we could could not video it and and be like, okay, let's draw it and have all five be like our best friends. Oh, I mean, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. What did we say was going to be our... Um, oh, you're going to play that crappy video at 125. That's what it... No, no, or no. Is no it at 150. 150. Okay, so 125, we're going to do another drawing, but at 150... We'll also do another drawing. We'll do another drawing, and we'll play the horrible, horrible video of me and two friends singing Mr. Brightside karaoke, drunk, um, <laughs> oh. at a gay bar. I was... I had, like, visions of like a sacrament meeting recording or something. I mean, we can do you, that too. No, but. Like, if you had that, you were like, oh, I, I sang one time and this should be shared with the world. <laughs> no, 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 Right. No, not a musical I mean, number. I caught on now. Okay, good. I would never. Uh, <laughs> Wouldn't record in the chapel because that would be You can't record in the chapel. Yeah. And you can't play any kind of horned instrument or guitar. What? You know what I thought of recently? What? This is tangenty, mm-hmm. very appropriate. Mm-hmm. Do you remember how there were musical numbers and you're not allowed to clap? Have you ever thought about how yeah, weird that is? Oh yeah, you Mary, did you know this? Oh, you mean afterwards? Yes. Yeah. They just well, finish and then they just walk down the steps and no one can even it's acknowledge like silent. it. That's typical of a lot of churches. Really? Yes. Mhm. Oh, that is yeah. bizarre to me. I yeah. I am 100% sure in my heart that Jesus clapped for all the fun shit. I mean, for sure. Well, he probably clapped if- for himself. He probably made wine. I was like, yeah, Jesus. I did it. <laughs> right? Yeah, it My seems, Jesus would. It seems odd and awkward huh. to not acknowledge someone yeah, performing. You know, I hear you. It's, Which it makes it weird when you're a performer and then you walk down. It's like no, no one's clapping. No. It depends on the church. Okay. Well, yeah. Mormon churches, you are not allowed to clap. You also can't. You have to get special permission to do any kind of a guitar Really? Um, yes. Well, you, I didn't know this. So this one kid had to get permission from the stake president to play I Am a Child of God on his acoustic guitar as a musical number because guitar is not allowed. Horns are not allowed. It's basically piano, organ, flute, um, violin. Oh, yeah. You mean in the weekly services? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. If there's like, sometimes they'll do a special musical number. So in my ward in New Mexico growing up, there was a lady that lived in, that was in the ward and she was an opera person. Singer? Opera singer. Yeah. Um, and nothing against opera singers, but she was not fantastic. And I'm sure she wasn't performing at the well, Met. In your childhood <laughs> memories are also probably like crystal clear. And you being the uh, yeah. opera singer uh, aficionado, aficionado. Yeah. Are, or nerd, you know that yeah. she wasn't very good. Shelly's really no. into opera. Yeah. yeah I'm so and musicals. Opera. Little yeah. known yeah, fact completely. about her. But it seemed, and her name was uh, Sister Hill. She was up all the time. And all she was was loud vibrato. That's it. There was no like, yes, the whole time. And she 
would get up and you would see all the kids covering their ears, right? No, and the parents so trying rude. to pull their kids' hands <laughs> off oh, of their ears. No. And so she does a song oh, and then like walks silently down to sit back down while babies are crying. <laughs> I immediately am transported like right you there. You get it, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. For oh, sure. Lordy. Anyway, that was wow. a huge tangent that I enjoyed. But let me, before we keep um, going down that, let's talk about our five newest contributors to the podcast. Thank you, everyone, so much. Uh, had a good week. So All right, let's hear it. Just read them. Do it. Karen S. Karen nice. S. Super, super thank you to you, for real. Heart to heart. Thank you, thank you. Nicole R. I wrote Nicole with a Y. Huh. Did I miswrite this, or is her name with a Y? Well, I'm thinking you just took it right off the Patreon page. <laughs> I probably did. So, Nicole, <laughs> do, do me a favor and send me a note and be like, yeah, you got it right. Uh, Jenny J., you love like the J G names. J. Emily J, J may J. or may not be related. I don't. I don't know. I mean, how many J last names could there possibly uh-huh. be? There's and only two. There's you only had two. one, and I had one, and then we got oh, married. And that's we didn't right, have Johnson and Jones. Like, good no, point. What about Jenkins? And then a Vicky J M wow. hyphenated. Okay, J-M. So, so maybe Vicky J. J Jenny J, Emily J are all related, and the M is because, no, I'm making all this up. Anyway, that's our newest five. We hit our goal again. Thank you so much, you guys. This stuff, again, helps pay for festivals that we go to um, to talk about the podcast equipment, um, getting these amazing guests in on our show. Engineer of, what is it? Yeah, pays for our head engineer of organization, which seriously. Organization. It's going on my my resume when I ever try to get a job. There you go. And Dan and Extension Audio. Yes. Thank you, Dan. Dan. So at this point, honestly, we couldn't do it without um, all our patrons, all of our patron support. We couldn't afford it. We couldn't keep up with it. We couldn't anything. So you guys are really. We're on your backs. You're keeping us means? afloat. Wait a minute. You're on our backs? I am riding your coattails. What is it? <laughs> no. No? Boy. Nope. Uh, okay. okay. So give us another one. Diana, go. What is it? <laughs> we are. Cliche. Nope. We're forever nope. indebted to you? Yeah, there you there, go. That, that works. So that not at all what you were trying to say, nope. but also fits. <laughs> okay. I'm going to stop talking now. <laughs> okay. That sounds good. And as a reminder, if you would like to support this podcast, please visit patreon.com slash lesbian and sign up. Please and thank you. Mm, yeah. All right. Moving on. We're doing good. We're doing good. We're moving through it. We have a pod to pimp. So, cue music. Pimp your pod. Oh, yeah. I said pimp your pod. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so great. We are nerds. Okay. So I was on this podcast forever ago. Don't remember when. I actually didn't remember actually doing it, which is great. Um, but I am She so just does them in her sleep at this point. Basically. She has no idea. No, the reason that I, well, I remember it, but it was so long ago. It's one of my first um, to be on, which was so much fun. Here it is. I found it. Okay. Uh, so the name of the pod is Make Peace with Your Religious Past. Ooh. With Sherry, I'm sorry. I don't know if it's Sherry or Cherry. It's C-H-E-R-I. Please forgive. But would you, how would you say it? Sherry or Cherry? I think I would say Sherry. Okay. Yeah. Make peace with your religious past with Sherry Jameson. And I am on episode eight. So check it out. Here's what she says. Sherry Jameson interviews Shelly Johnson, an ex-Mormon mother of seven children, gay woman trying to figure out life. Raised in a patriarchal Mormon family, she had to suppress every natural tendency for 40 plus years until she left the church to find a more authentic life and love. Now, she and her girlfriend, Mary, share her story in their podcast, Latter-day Lesbian. 
And then she quotes me. Oh my goodness. Here's the quote. Deconstruction is like you're flicking over that first domino. You can't control it, and that's okay. There you go. That's a good quote. And that, the premise for that podcast, I'm down for that. Yeah. Well, also, it's very uh, sort of fitting for our spirituality series. That's what I got you right. You're very right. All right. Now we have a very special. You have to do the he said what with us. So okay. she goes three, two, one, and then uh-huh. we go, he said what? I can I can do yeah. that. She can handle it. Can we do, but can you handle the counting? Because you always fuck up the counting, Mary. Wow. But I, I love feel, you. I feel, I feel, I feel, I feel you should feel counting that. shamed. If I fucked up, I mean, make it amazing. <laughs> I feel numerically shamed right now. <laughs> I'm not sure what's happening. I don't know. All right, ready? Three, two, one. He said what? That was perfection. Oh my God. Oh my God. The harmonies were there. We could never do that with anyone else. Nope. That's that's it. That's the one right there. Oh my God. We did it. We reached Nirvana there. I know. (laughs) All right. So today's He Said What, we actually are going to play a clip because it's hard to explain how fucked up it is. You might as well get it straight from the jackass's mouth. Yeah. Uh, So this is from M. Russell. Ballard and all of you Mormons slash ex Mormons listening, um, this is his "Where Will You Go" talk, mm. and right now everyone's going like, "Ah, oh, fuck him!" I'd go to Starbucks. We get it. <laughs> so, um, it's a little over a minute long. We're gonna listen to the whole thing, and then we're going to discuss. So okay. here we go. If any one of you is faltering in your faith, I ask you the same question that Peter asked: To whom shall you go? If you choose to become inactive or to leave the restored Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, where will you go? What will you do? The decision to walk no more with the Church members and the Lord's chosen leaders will have a long-term impact that cannot always be seen right now. There may be some doctrine, some policy, some bit of history that puts you at odds with your faith. And you may feel that the only way to resolve that inner turmoil right now is to walk no more with the saints. If you live as long as I have, you will come to know that things have a way of resolving themselves. An inspired insight or revelation may shed new light and insight on an issue. Remember, the restoration is not an event, but it continues to unfold. (sighs) That was special. So it's always, just to be real clear, it's always your fault. I know. You just should have stuck it out longer. Yeah. And if things aren't going well, the restoration apparently is ongoing. So you should just keep stick stick with it. No matter how much you are hurt by or that things seem wrong to you, this is ongoing. And just stick with it. Where else, where, what else would you do? What? Where else would you go? One thing I noticed that he said was that things have a way of resolving themselves as we get new insight. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Who's getting the insight? Yeah. And by the way, you're, <laughs> there's no way that you are able to explain to me why black people couldn't have the priesthood or why Joseph Smith married 14-year-olds. It's not like, like you're never giving a reason to no. why fucked up things were actually not fucked and up. And you're certainly not apologizing for them. Exactly. So If the new insight were, hey, you know what? We're realizing now that this was wrong what we did. You would be keeping your members, you dumbasses, but you refuse to apologize. So, yeah. meh. Well, here's what I don't really understand about this new insight anyway. So it's not like other Christians are trying to bring new insight into the Bible, for instance. Like, Mm -hmm. there's nothing that's changing. 
Right. Right. Maybe their stance on women ministers is changing. Wait, do other Christian religions um, claim to have a prophet that speaks? No. It's just the Mormons. So that's why Mormons get new insights. Because Mormons say— Close. But do they say that he's like— uh, I think there's some sort of like ordination. I guess but let's of. be honest, most Catholics that I know don't think that the Pope speaks for God. It's not the same kind of a Mormon thinking the prophet speaks for God. It's a uh, different— They it's a might different, be supposed to. Isn't yes, he they're just supposed, supposed to, but they don't. To, isn't he supposed to just be like giving his— interpret like he's interpreting things, but not necessarily receiving ongoing revelation, but it's kind of like, well, there's my take on it. <laughs> Maybe, but I really I feel like he's supposed to be ordained, kind of like mm. uh, the royals. Because oh, they're real, too. So right, right. <laughs> last time I checked, like, uh, Prince Harry is, like, really in charge of shit or something. Mm, no, yeah. he's not even the right no. prince I was trying to think uh, of. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's probably a ribbon you. cutting a with queen. his name on it. <laughs> there's a queen somewhere or something. Hey, uh-huh. queen. Okay. Mm-hmm. No king. No, that's, Just that's, that's a good yeah, point. That's true. Um, let's see. Something else he said was, like, if you choose not to walk with the Lord's chosen leaders— that makes me want to throw up and like pick my throw up up and throw it at people. It's that <laughs> offensive very, to me. Very graphic. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's I, how offensive. Isn't well, this offensive to you? It is offensive to me because it's like anything that you can't really pin on someone. It's kind of the same thing as microaggressions where it's like you're not really doing something wrong. So it's like the Lord's chosen leaders. That's what he said. Okay. As members of the Mormon church, you are expected to receive your own confirmation that those are the Lord's chosen leaders. Well, if I was still a member in the church and I tried to receive that confirmation for myself and I didn't receive that confirmation, their explanation is just that I'm wrong. Exactly. That's the same thing that my bishop told Brent and I when we were saying we have not received any confirmation that the prophet actually speaks for God. And the bishop said, well, then you need to keep praying to God that he will change your heart. Right. There is no choice. There's There's no— You can't pin anything on anybody. You just—it's the same—I mean, we've had this conversation a thousand times, right? Where it's like you're praying for some miracle or you you need a fridge and you need that friend <laughs> mm-hmm. to really bring you that fridge that they just happen to have yeah, the in their garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they do, <laughs> then it's an answer to your prayer. And if they don't, it just wasn't God's will. That, yeah, there's wasn't an, the fridge that you needed. Everything. <laughs> yeah, no, you're I know. just like, I what? Know. no, what? You can't win. You can't <laughs> win. Uh, you really can't. No, no they have can't. an argument for everything. For and, everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think this is true of all Christian religions. If you start to not believe stuff, they'll just say, well, you just don't have enough faith. Yes. Or you, I mean, a big thing in the Mormon church is that, like, Satan has a hold of you. Oof. Like, that is uh, that is yes. why they have such a strict policy on reading, quote-unquote, anti-Mormon literature, because— Or swimming on the Sabbath. Well, oh, my gosh, <laughs> swimming on the Sabbath. Did you forget that Satan runs the water? Oh, the I don't. I never, I never forget that Satan <laughs> runs the water. It is a thing, Mary. It is a thing. Um, so Satan only runs the water on Sundays? For missionaries, for missionaries, it's always all the time. They yeah. can't swim. No. no. Why? No. Because Satan is in the water. <laughs> ben went to Argentina on his mission and never once went to the beach. But mm. only for missionaries. Only for missionaries. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. for for the normies, <laughs> for the regular people, mm-hmm. not on missions. Satan only in the water on Sunday. Sundays, Sundays. He's you know, the I'm starting to think it's all fake. Just, is that a double? It might be a double today. <laughs> I have a double. I just is it? A, could, could we call it a construct? Is it just a? Con, is it a construct? Uh-huh. There water. you go. I mean, I just seriously, it blows the mind. If any Anyone it really does. water, it's Jesus, because he turns that shit into wine. And he walks or on he it. And he walked on it. On it. <laughs> I mean, he's magical.
miracle. <laughs> you think maybe this is a bunch of made up bullshit? <laughs> I didn't used to think it was a bunch of made up bullshit. That's, you know, let's let's use that to sort of segue into, and we'll do a foom pot at the end. Okay. Um, Because I love where we're going with this yeah. about how you used to believe. I did. Yeah. Go ahead. But Mary. let's discuss it after the break. You want to? Oh, good yeah. point. Mary's okay. always downer Debbie. Debbie downer. <laughs> okay. L- little Debbie cake. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'm just trying to take care of some business. Here. All, right. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Got to pay some bills. And we're back. Hey, hey, hey. Paid those bills. <laughs> we sure did. So, so Diana here, uh, again, is a guest for our spirituality series. Series. Spirituality series. Marriage. And so I want to know kind of what you believe. You're a very hardcore Mormon. And at what point did you sort of transform? I'm just going to turn the turn the time over to you. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> it's a Mormon I'm, thing, Mary. Oh, I'm okay. very thankful to be here today. Oh, and no, sorry. I have to like, I could slip into the I cadence. would be remiss if I didn't <laughs> I would be thank God for didn't. all my blessings. Okay. Oh, my topic today. Or as, yeah. God. Anyway, oh, we could no, just wait, wait. go. We could go all day. So, so when the bishop <laughs> called and asked if I would speak, oh. I... <laughs> Jeez. I really wanted to say no, but then oh, the still small voice mm-hmm, told mm-hmm, me, mm-hmm. you know what? This but it's is more a topic of a feeling than a more, voice. Yep, definitely right? more of a feeling. We heard and last if you week. don't feel that feeling, well, you're fucked. <laughs> if you don't feel that feeling, well, you're fucked. I don't yeah. feel that feeling anymore. Ooh, well, there you go. Well, you're fucked. <laughs> so I felt the feeling mm-hmm. for a really long time. Mm-hmm. We're unsure exactly Did now you, what the feeling yeah, was. Yeah, born okay. and raised, right? Born so, and raised. Bo- so born and raised. Born and raised in the church, not in Utah. So whatever that means, I do think that there is a there's a lot of cultural differences. Youngest of seven kids had the fully all in parents, mom, relief society president, yada 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 yada. The whole the whole bit, right? So I then went on to get married in the temple at the ripe old age of 19 years old. God, Diana. Oh, yeah, I did. Ben, you fucking creep. Oh, he knows. He apologizes regularly. For being a a creeper. But no one thought it was weird. No, No. nobody thought it was weird. The weirdest thing anybody thought was, why is he 26 and not married yet? Um, Like, that was as weird as that guy. But nobody thought it was weird that a 26-year-old was marrying a 19-year-old. No. And maybe it's not even that weird. It's not in Mormon. I don't know. You're seven years apart. Who can who can say? Age is a construct. Well, it is. We're eight years apart. I know, but when one is nineteen and one is twenty something, is different than you being right. It's one of those things where the older you get, sure, the more it it seems silly. Yeah, the age. The fact of the matter is, no nineteen year old girl born and raised in a cult should be getting married because no nineteen year old girl. Anywhere raised, period. Anyway, right. Should, but I'm be saying you as being raised in the cult right. have even less world experience, right. less ability to make choices. You've yeah. been told this is what you're going to need to do, and I'm the luckiest human being on the face of the yeah. planet that I married him and that things have gone the way they've gone. But yeah. we, so I mean, we just continued to do the thing. I went to the temple every single month. We had three children. Cut to me being completely miserable and looking around and going, "This was supposed to." be the purpose of my life and this is supposed to be where joy is yes yeah, so like what was that What's your this? was that your first inkling oh, sure. i'm not happy happy sure. or was there some sort of doctrinal issue no for me it was that i am miserable and i've been told my entire life that this is supposed to be what i'm supposed to do and i have i have a lot of sisters they have lots of children i have lots of friends with lots of children and by no means did i think it was just going to be the easiest and most delightful thing but i just there was something it like was misery. this deep down 
some might call it depression, (laughs) that was just like, this is terrible, and I'm just supposed to keep plugging along and keep having more children, by the way. And by the way, this is your eternal life. Right. It's not just until you die. You're doing this shit forever. For eternity. And so that was the first moment for me. And then there were lots of things that happened, and our paths, Ben and I's paths, sort of just sort of weaved in and out from each other. And we talk a lot, and we talk a lot about this on our podcast. If anybody is interested in listening to more of like our specific story, we go into detail about it. But eventually it was just, okay, this isn't true. We don't believe any of this. This is not serving our family. We believe that we both have sustained a lot of damage from the way that we were raised in this. We have three kids now. We don't want to raise them in this. Like, just totally, we got to get out of here. And obviously nothing is, is easy. It took a long time. It took years. Because your family's all Mormon. His family's all Mormon, uh, parents-wise. Uh, yes, yeah. yes. Most of his siblings have left the church. None of my siblings have left the church. So I'm That's got to be hard being the youngest who— they probably think you're just a dumb little kid anyway, and then you've left the church. And I don't know whether who do you they, go to. Right. I don't know whether they feel that way or not. I haven't actually had a lot of conversations with them, but I mm-hmm. feel that way. Right. But I've I have always felt that way my whole life. Like just being the youngest of a big family. Mm-hmm. There's a big age gap. So I've always had like inferiority about that kind of a stuff. Yeah. That kind of stuff. But as we as we left, you know, like you're talking about with the spirituality series, like, okay, then you start to look around and think. Okay, where where are we going? Yeah, to where go? will we go? We are going right. to ask the question that mm-hmm. Elder Ballard so because so at this point boringly have, stated. <laughs> at this point, you've chosen yeah. to yes. not walk with the Lord's chosen leaders, right. and you're no longer waiting um, for things to resolve and for new yep. insight to come. No, I'm looking for the insight <laughs> that I can provide to myself. Wait, you, you me? Can, you can Did you, control me. your own life. I can do that, and you know what? My <laughs> answers—they're not wrong. That's there the you other go. thing. I've been told my whole life that I can find my own answers, but only certain answers would be yeah, right. You can only find the answers that we approve of. That we approve of. God. And that was one of the one of my issues more than more than Ben's, I think, was the the credit, the good credit of anything that ever happened was God. And if it was if anything was happening bad or needed to be fixed, it was on me. So I just was feeling like, where's my pat on the back. Where's well, my, right. you did a good job. Like, where do I get credit for making the right choices or for doing the right thing? No, you're right. I think the only thing you get credit for as a Mormon is being obedient. Right. M- meaning following other people's choices for yep. you and everything else is you're fucking up. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, and right. if you do all the stuff, you get a lot of credit for yes. serving a lot of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's you being obedient to what people above you tell you you right. need to do. Right. And where do these callings come from? From the Lord. From, That's what they tell you. From a dartboard of. <laughs> yeah. We need someone to lead the music. Who, wait. Who has the most children and whose husband is working two jobs and getting a master's degree? Let's call her to be the primary president mm-hmm. because then she'll think that this is like, this is some great way for her family to receive blessings. Yeah. When really all it is is a recipe for her to have a complete and utter mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. Like that's, wow. I mean, the tale is old as time, mm-hmm. like of, of mm-hmm. these things happening. But yeah, I just wanted to, ha- I, w- <laughs> I wanted to get credit for my own stuff, good and bad. Yeah. Did you, backing up a little bit, sorry, did you, when you received callings mm-hmm. in your war, did you feel like it made you stand out, you know, look better? Because I remember I would always call my dad and tell him when I got new callings because oh, I needed him to approve of me. I got news, family. Yeah, guess what? I, I just got called to be the second counselor in blah 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 Ooh, Beville. Yeah. Because so fancy. he would because I knew that he oh, yeah, would be yeah, happy. Yeah. No, that for was that. The, that yeah, that yeah. was how he was going to show love and approval and validation right. to you for sure. Right. At least for I, a minute. 
Right. Yeah. For, like just a split second. I mean, depending on the calling. <laughs> That's right? true. I mean, if it was like, like I wouldn't no. call him brag about being called to the nursery. It was like oh, if I was in some sort of leadership no position. Way. Who's no. 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 Uh-uh. Low man no one, on its own yeah. If anyone says I work in the nursery, they say it very apologetically. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're inactive and they just really need you to come to church. Yeah. And That's basically babysit oh in some smelly ass tiny room. <laughs> I'm sorry, you can't convince God. me that God called anybody to do any of these stupid things. Well, he didn't. No. Yeah, he, she, no. whatever they say is calling. Well, we can it's call so him God. When we, ref- well, we can call God him when we refer to Mormon God because Mormon, Mormon God, God for is sure, for sure, dude. Big old yeah. douchey yes. man. That's, that's all there is to <laughs> He's it. for sure white and he wears a dumb suit. Little no, no, no. He's in a robe still. White. Oh, is he? He's okay. white skin. But he's got blue garments eyes. on under the robe. A hundred percent. And they're supposed to be sexy. I'm not sure that you've caught on to this latest trend, but I heard that this week. They're God. supposed to be sexy. Can I ask Diana a question, yes, please? You said it took you three years to leave the church. About, yeah. Okay, because we have a lot of listeners that are probably in there somewhere. Sure. Thinking they want to leave. Their entire extended family and friends and community are still involved in this thing. So tell us about that process. So I went from all three hours every single week. The first time that we started deconstructing or even questioning at all, because like I said, we were as in and as committed as it gets. I was a Relief Society teacher, I think, and Ben for sure was in the Elders Quorum Presidency because <laughs> that's when we found out that Elders Quorum Presidencies are filled with men who don't believe in the church. <laughs> yeah. So so anyone who might possibly be listening that goes to church, take a look around at who your Elders Quorum Presidency is and be like, oh, And you're saying Elder what presidency? Elders Quorum. Quorum. Okay, yes, thank that you. Could have been a phone oh, pod. God damn it. So, <laughs> so we were serving. We were going every every week for all three hours. Kids going to primary. Yada yada yada. From the from the first doubt that I no doubt doubted those mm-hmm. doubts to mm-hmm. start with <laughs> to when we left was three years, and the process went a little bit something like we would go, and then next month maybe we went to. Three full three weeks, and then the fourth week we only went for an hour. Oh, or, rebels! Yes. Like just sacrament. <laughs> or we would skip sacrament meeting and just come for the next two hours. Mm-hmm. Or then maybe six months later we would skip an entire Sunday. Like we wouldn't go to church at all. And what or, was your thinking about that? Were you trying to find a reason to stay or a reason to leave, or were you just sort of not knowing what to do? I think I just did not know what to do. Yeah, because inevitably I would go and I would hear something extremely offensive or very difficult to hear, and then I I couldn't go the next week. I just couldn't do it. And heavy listening and like listening to podcasts and hearing that other people are going through this, yes. which was, which is, you know, that's why you have this podcast, right? Like yeah. hearing other people's stories and hearing that you're not alone is mm-hmm. huge. So that was a huge part of it. Just voraciously reading everything I could find. Where, sorry to interrupt, where, when we met officially at the frozen yogurt place, where were you yes. in your path or journey? In your where journey. was I? So that was about a year before, it was about six months before you left. You were at, like, as far as physically who yeah. walked out of the building last, you were about six months before me. <laughs> right, right, right. So yeah, I probably had about a year of okay. trying to make it work. And that gotcha. last year I spent teaching primary. And the last straw for me was I was teaching Job. And I mm. admittedly know nothing about the Bible because I was Mormon. raised Mormon, so I don't know the Bible. <laughs> it's not a, a it requirement. It's not, not important. No. Didn't you talk about on your podcast, or maybe it was one of the letters, the emails that I read, that someone said that they felt guilty when they studied the Bible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I was like, like oh, no, no, I need to go back to the Book of Mormon. This is yep. bananas. I remember that. Yeah. Anyway, so I was, I was teaching Job, and there was a boy in the class that said, you know what's great about this? 
is that this all literally happened. <laughs> literally. Oh, God. <laughs> and I walked out and I walked to H.J. Van Dam and said, <laughs> I have to be released. And I started crying and she was like, is everything okay? And I was like, everything's going to be fine, but I cannot oh, do this anymore. And it was probably about six months later that I was sitting in a sacrament meeting and I mm-hmm. heard two talks back to back about the Holy Ghost specifically and how he helps you make the right decisions. And there was like some sort of pity involved as far as other people not having the Holy Ghost. And so they they don't have this help in making the right decisions. And I was yeah. like, yep. yeah. And this is where we immediately are teaching these kids from birth that they are better than other people yeah. and they have access to something that other people don't have access sure. to. And I could not teach my kids that. And right. we never went back. It's snitches. Yeah. So Sick. this comment was on other religions potentially that don't know about the Holy Ghost it just, or I mean the, I think it was the heathens yeah it was just like I'm so glad that my yeah, son I'm is so eight. blessed that yeah my family that has we the, have yeah. the Holy Ghost okay. and that we have the help and like and that other people I, I can't remember if he said other people but it was Jeff it was definitely like this yeah we have this thing that other people don't yeah, have we're and special we're, we're, we're so in a club blessed. yeah yeah, and yeah I for 30 plus years just ate up being special. Yep. There's mm. nothing I love more mm-hmm. than being special. We think mm-hmm. you're special. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved it. It was a defining characteristic. It was like, I was one of those people that was like the first thing that I said mm-hmm. uh, wow. when, when people asked about me. So when your shelf broke and you finally had enough and you left. Was did, that that last time? Yeah, it was. Okay, that yeah, was it. it was. Did you suddenly feel not special anymore? Like, how do you get that special feeling now? Ooh, that's a great question. Thank you. You're a good interviewer, baby. So, <laughs> I am super into, like, self-development and into therapy and into all the things that people who have had traumatic life that experience— That all ex-Mormons should be into, well, all actually. People, all people. I'm one of the—I am someone that says that. I think yeah. everybody should. You've— it, it looks different for lots of different people. And like anything, we're not just one way or the other. But for me, that has been how I, it all comes from within, right? It sounds so cheesy and well, hippy-dippy and whatever. Well, but that's probably a new feeling. Oh, yeah. Because, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but don't you think that the Mormon religion in particular teaches you that you are not special outside of this church? Oh, yeah. I see what you're saying. You have to yeah, have yeah, yeah. this yeah. You're to chosen, feel special. Yes. Yeah, you're you are chosen people. Yep. You're like an yeah. empty vessel, yeah. and you have to fill up on all this crap because mm-hmm. your internal stuff yeah. that mm-hmm. would make you special yeah. outside of this religion yeah. actually doesn't exist. You're only special because of this religion. Yeah, I think so. And I, just like with anything, your your confidence, your security, your mental health and wellness, it all has to—it's not something that anyone else can give to you. You have to find it in yourself. And so I had to— figure out how to do that, how to be. You had to, to figure out who you were outside the church. I, yeah. Yes. Like, cause I didn't know who I was at all. And I would say on the one hand, I feel like you can't know who you are and we're all changing at such a rapid pace that it's just going to be a constantly moving process anyway. You might but, say you're trying to figure out your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. that's just a Mormon straight exactly. girl trying to figure out her life. I know. Just an ex-Mormon straight girl trying to figure out I mean, it's true. It's true, yeah. And so I just in, have engaged really fully in that kind of stuff, in self-healing, in— I have a question. Yes. A second. So where did you—because you believed Mormonism. You believed God, Jesus, the whole thing. Yes. 
when you left the church officially, were you still hanging on to a God-Jesus thing, or was that done? Because at this point, you are atheist. atheist. So when did that break down? For me, it's literally all part of deconstruction. So I read a lot of mystical stuff. Um, I read a lot of Ram Dass, Richard Rohr, trying to think of other names that other people might be familiar with. Harry Um, Potter. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Joseph Campbell. Harry Potter sucks. (laughs) He's like my worst enemy. (laughs) Uh, Joseph Campbell, Alan Watts. Like, this is the sort of mystical stuff that I find comfort in. I I, I guess I would say comfort, but just If you had to sum up the theology, for lack of a better word, of what you're reading— So there is an undeniable connection that we all have. I think it's very small-minded to say that there is nothing tying anyone together and that there's nothing that is making the world and people cohesive. There is clearly something that is pushing and pulling and it's in and out. And there is, the zeitgeist is, is real. There's, that's why trends are trends. That's why things get popular in certain places. Like there is a connection that people have. I don't call that God. I don't think that that's what God is. I don't like to personify it anyway. To me, it's just humanity. It's just what it is. So Pendulette is a very outspoken and well-known for his atheistic beliefs. And I heard him say on a podcast once that agnosticism is knowledge. So is there a God? Atheism is more the question of, do you believe in God? And I can't answer if there is one or not, but I don't believe in one. I think that there is a connection. There is something and I don't understand the need to define it right? and to not just surrender to it. We're humans. There's no such thing as other people's children. So let's treat each other all like we're doing this together because we fucking are. Yeah. yeah. Whatever this is, yeah. we're all in it yeah. together. So for me, the deconstruction, I think there probably was a time that I was still in on God and Jesus mm-hmm. because that's a natural progression. It would be very hard to go all, like, completely yeah, all in you one day. Yeah, let go, like, to, one yeah, and deity I, and, at a time. <laughs> right, right. And, that, and, and I, I'm familiar with lots of people that still do hold on to that. Yep. And I get that. And lots of other people who still use the words. But if you were to talk to them about what, the, about what they mean by that, mm-hmm. it's not going to be, like, a literal God right. and Jesus thing. It's very mystical. It's very, mm-hmm. like, I'll just use these words because you're comfortable with them yeah. kind of yeah. a thing. Right. <laughs> so as you were letting go, because I know as Mormons you're raised to feel comforted by this, by this, how lucky we are that we have the knowledge that, that God has a body and the blah, blah, blah. Like, like Mormons why, why are lucky because Mormons you? know who God is, right? Yeah, they want to have ridiculous. it all Yeah. Out. So as you're letting go of that, was there any sadness with letting go? Oh, there was sadness at every step of the way, mm-hmm. I think, because everything holds so much weight, right? Yeah. So, so how did you move through that? Because I know there's we have a lot of listeners who are beginning the journey, who are in the middle of it, who are afraid to start it. Well, you are grieving, as oh, you let go. It, yeah. it is fully a grief process. Mm-hmm. So totally normal. Lots of crying. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. And I that's what that's the one suggestion I would have is to just stop trying to make it be anything that it isn't. Mm. Stop trying to fix the feelings or make them go away. Just like sit in those feelings. You gotta sit yeah. in it. And it's shitty, but you have to sit, you have to sit in it. And so yeah, if there was every step. I mean, because there's there's the community aspect, right? And there's the loss of relationship or change of relationship with members of my family. There's yeah. definitely losses of friendship that I've had to deal with. And then, yeah, feeling like I could pray and have access to this person that was hearing me and going to help me, 
Like, and how the fuck do you find like, your car keys now? I, I still can't. <laughs> I haven't driven in, like, four years oh because I cannot find my fucking it's keys. It's like, I'm an ex-Mormon Uber user because that's all I can fucking do. Because <laughs> Jesus doesn't help me yeah. with it. God's Wait, not just, finding my keys does, anymore because I'm like— Does Jesus do that for you or does Heavenly Father? So this is the interesting thing. This is, like, a little bit of a tangent, but, like, as a Mormon— That's okay on this show. I, yeah. Right. <laughs> I, um, I'm, and I'm familiar with how we do things at ours, too. So it's just like— I guess we're talking about this now. Okay. Um, Because we do believe that they were all separate beings. Right. Jesus, like, I was, I didn't really care. About Jesus. Yeah. No, you're right. I didn't understand the atonement. So I will say this. I was as all in as it gets. And as all in as it gets, you can still totally not understand Jesus. Oh, my God. I remember having arguments with Brent as we were leaving, and he's still very Christian, and I would ask him over and over, explain to me the atonement. Oh, my gosh. No one could ever explain oh it. Gosh. Just like no one can ever explain to me the priesthood. I'm like, nope, yes. that didn't make sense. Try again. And I would tell him, if someone can word these things in a way that I understand, I will stay. Yeah. Can't do it. Interesting. Well, I, I for sure, towards the end of my journey and with any sort of, like, official religiosity, I was only using it as, like, gratitude and comfort because yeah. I've never understood an interventionist God at all. Mm-hmm. So this is another way where it's like, I just the cognitive dissonance was ridiculous. Like mm-hmm. I was doing this whole Mormon thing and saying and believing all of these things. And on the other side, I was like, I don't get the atonement and I don't think God intervenes. And it's like, they right. can't both coexist. Yep. And they didn't, obviously. But I I couldn't understand, like, if I pray and I ask for things, like, why is he going to help Why would me? he help is you he and not, not the kid yeah. that's dying of leukemia next yeah. door, right? That didn't, yeah, didn't. So for me, it was just like comfort and gratitude. Like, that's all well, I I'm used prayer for. kind of not surprised that Mormons cling to this Heavenly Father idea more than Jesus. Because Jesus was like a hippie wearing sandals yeah. and a robe. He yeah. hung out with prostitutes and lepers yeah. and tax collectors or whoever the hell. <laughs> well, the Mormons don't want to talk about that. They talk right. about— Right. They won't yeah. be like, oh, high on a throne. He's probably wearing a suit. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's coming back to Missouri in a suit. <laughs> Missouri. And, and a clean cut, well, shaven face. Heavenly Father is not going to set foot in Missouri. Let's be real, people. Mm, no. He's going to send Jesus. Well, and he'll just hover above anyway. Like, he's True. not going to be on the ground with, like, the common folks. No, like, no, 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 no. We have to, we have to make yeah. ourselves worthy to be in his general space. Yeah, and that's right. the thing. I'm like, Co-op I just don't. It didn't, it didn't take anything away from my actual, yeah. like, my actual life. Well, None of it's tangible anyway. It's true. Yeah. It's all different beliefs. How were you, and this is a question and an issue that a lot of our listeners have, how were you able to find a new community? Because you cannot honestly leave the church, be an ex-Mormon, and stay buddies with a Mormon group. It just does it won't I don't, work. I don't know of anyone who has managed to do that. I, I don't either. what I will it's say hard. about that. And How did you find a new group? So it's hard and it's ongoing. And that's the other thing that I will be very clear about is that it is difficult and we live in a really fantastic neighborhood and we're just like in the very heart of suburbia, right? So we just try to do the best that we can to be invested. Now, here's an interesting thing that you don't ever think about or talk about when you are going probably to any church, because this is, I will be clear, this is something I have learned in all of the educating that I've done for myself in the last like five years is that. Mormonism isn't different than other Christian religions, than other religions, period, in a lot of ways. The way they do community and the way they make you feel like you'll have no one and then you leave and you really do have no one, that's not uncommon. Yeah. And it's not specific to Mormonism at all. So you're not allowed to be introverted or extroverted in the church. No one's allowed to have like a personal identity and have like different, you can have different strengths and weaknesses. She can have different opinions. But when you're expected to be this president or this counselor or this whatever— your personal identity goes out the window and you have to be 
yeah. a certain way. It's just, you have why, to why do these Why do you think things. once you get to the top of the chain and you were speaking in general conference, suddenly you sound like every yeah. other fucker that Absolutely. ever spoke in general Absolutely. conference? And why yeah. do you think that it's all in the societal terms, successful white men that are all at yeah. the top? Because yeah. these are the guys that perform well yep. in a certain way. They, they and so fit they the mold. Just climbed, if they didn't, yeah, they, they became fit the mold and they the just mold. climbed yeah. the ladder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you have me. I'm very extroverted. I didn't have difficulty making friends inside or outside of the church. Mm-hmm. But my husband is totally introverted. This is an uncomfortable position for him to be in. When yeah. he was first counseling the Elder Corn presidency, he tried to speak as little as humanly possible. He's like, mm-hmm. I don't have any interest in standing up in front of a group of dudes and teaching them. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And it was viewed as like— this is a this is just something that doesn't come natural to you that you need to fight through and you'll be yeah. blessed and and blah You're blah blah. blah. To, like, to help you grow. To help you grow. Magnify your calling. And it's like, <laughs> how about there's nothing wrong with being an introvert? Yeah. How Stop about it? trying to make me like you. Yeah. I'm not like you. And that's okay. I have right. my own strengths from being this way. So it's difficult outside of the church to try to make friends when you're in that situation. But you just I don't know. You say random things to random people and see if they bite. And if they bite, they're your friends. <laughs> isn't, it interesting, isn't it interesting that ex-Mormons, that that's a thing? How do I make friends? Yeah, Is that it's hard. Like, I, I think the, the normal population of people know how to make friends. No, but- I think you're wrong. I think adults are, to, are full of shit. Nobody knows. <laughs> nobody, that's the thing. Nobody knows. Nobody has any I idea mean, what we're doing. I mean, everybody's my friend. The stranger in line with me at the, at the shopping because center. Because you're the most extroverted person that's existed on this planet. <laughs> but not everybody's like that. Okay. And that's okay, too. It is okay. No, I think we're sure. all just full of shit, and we're all just mm-hmm. doing the best that we well, can. we're all struggling to feel included. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. All the time. All the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So maybe if you're an introvert or just a normal human being, not as extroverted as myself, maybe realizing that Pretty much 99% of the people out there feel just like you. Yeah. That so that it's it's okay to put forth an effort to just to say yeah. hi to someone because that person is probably afraid to do yep. it as well. And Mormons don't teach you this, but people are actually good people. The Takes all kinds. majority yep. of people are good, kind people that yep. will talk to you if you talk to them. Yeah. Just yeah. well, and there's something called meetup. Yeah. Meetup.com. Yes, there yes there's a lot of ex-Mormon yeah. meetups if you want to find an there's, ex-Mormon crowd. Totally. There's meetups for everything. Yeah. I mean, Go there's clubs. never been, yeah, there's never been a better time, an easier, more convenient time to be doing any of this stuff. The, I mean, the internet for all its faults has lots of really amazing resources. And so it's a great connection it's tool. It's a great it connection really tool. Is. So you just try. Do you remember um when I don't remember, it might have been it was probably the prophet at the time in the General <laughs> Relief Society meeting. Uh, challenged the sisters to take a 10-day break from social media. I mean, media. we were well out of the church by this point. We were point, well out and super but, disgusted. But I know about it because, mm-hmm. of course, if you took the 10-day break, you had to announce that you were taking oh, the 10-day yeah. break. And here's what I love is that this wasn't a challenge given to the men. No, it was given to the women the because women. supposedly women are the one who waste their time on social media. And, <laughs> I mean, the whole thing's fucked up. But the fact that some man could tell millions of women— you need to take a 10-day break and from social media. It. And they did it. And they, they announced it. that they were doing it. And then when we came back on, they were so oh. telling everybody about the blessings yep. that it was. Yep. And How about anybody fucking takes a 10-day break from social media and they're going to feel better? Yeah, I know. No. Yeah, it's good to unplug now and then. Good to unplug every once in a while. Um, so questions. Give me the one best way that your life is different having been out of the church and the worst way, if there is a worse. Ooh. Those are interesting. Mm-hmm. Those are interesting questions. The best way is that I'm allowed to change my mind about anything at all, ever, all the time, as many times as I want. Oh, my God. I love that. That there is just no, like, 
I, and I did not know this about myself before, but I super get off on freedom. Like that is, oh, it's just, it's freedom. Maybe because you didn't have it for so long. I didn't have it. And I didn't know that I didn't have it. Because you I thought did. you had agency. Yep. yep. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. I obey all the commandments and yeah. that gives me freedom. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> right. <laughs> so being able to just have an actual tangible thought process behind my own beliefs behind how I raise my kids. Cause that was a big question that we got asked a lot was like, well, how are you going to raise your kids? Uh, without any morals. I had that all the time. Oh, God, man. Nice. Well, off. I mean, it's irritating. now I have to think about the fact that I've been telling them to kill people. So thanks for that. <laughs> like I just, um, I, I heard it one time as far as like morals with kids. And it's like, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in a higher, in a personified higher power. But the reason that I don't steal at the store is because if I steal at the store, the checker at the store might get in trouble yeah. for like being like short on the drawer or my like what whatever right. it is. You like, do it because you care I'm about people, not because you're afraid of God's punishment. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I know. You're afraid of not getting you know, your temple I, I mentioned this I think last week too, is my mother is similar in that she thinks that if you're not specifically, in her case, a Christian, then you don't have a moral compass. Like, what motivates you to do, like, quote, the right thing? Right. Because I care asshole. about other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because she chooses to care about people and because yeah. she has a heart. And, because I ho- she and I hope that people. that is extended towards me. By and it is a choice, for sure. Totally. I mean, there are definitely people that take advantage of others. We see this all the time. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For some reason, they're not making that same dis- right. that same choice. What do you think is the worst? The worst? Is there a worst? I mean, difficulties in in relationships mm-hmm. and friendships is definitely not fun. But that isn't to say that there weren't difficulties before. Yeah. Like, it's just there's a different—they have maybe a specific reason mm-hmm. behind them. Mm-hmm. But um, So, like, strain on family relationships? Strain on family relationships. But I—for me, it has led to— it's just led to more healing. Like it just, it illuminates the things that I need to work through for my own self. So I don't even know that I have a negative mm-hmm. spin on that even. Maybe just things that are more difficult than yeah. you would choose, but that just the, allows oh, I, you the You know growth. what? The worst part, the worst part about leaving is that I truly deep down in my soul want everyone else to leave <laughs> and everyone else isn't leaving. <laughs> yeah, you, For sure, this is one hang up that you have. Is I you're really like, do. I you're really, a champion of everyone needs to fucking leave. Oh my leave. gosh. I want everyone <laughs> to leave. Everybody. Hey, I like, can't disagree with you. Oh I don't disagree either. <laughs> I can't tell you how many people I know that are like, I don't, I, I mean, you name it. You've, mm-hmm. you've talked about them on the podcast mm-hmm. and there's tons of people who are in these situations and I get it. Mm-hmm. But I just want everyone yeah. to leave. Uh-huh. Oh, Raise I, your hand, yes. listeners, if you want your friends, <laughs> friends and loved to ones leave to leave well. the yeah, fucking Mormon church. And if church. you are someone who wants to leave and can't figure out a way, just know that I am here begging you <laughs> to, to leave. Please. Don't they don't about- deserve you. <laughs> no, I know. That's the thing. You don't You don't need that shit. No. So what? Um, tell me then, in your process of developing your own spirituality, would you call yourself a spiritual person? I would not call myself a spiritual person, but I don't believe I was ever a spiritual person. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I was a definitely yeah. like rule follower. Obedience yep. was easy for me, but there wasn't a whole lot of like feeling, feeling the spirit. Or yeah. Whatever. yeah. I mean, I had moments, but by the way, they were all related to music, and I've had just as many of those experiences unrelated yeah. to Mormonism. Yep. So no, uh, yeah. I get it. I get no, it. I, I think this just, whole. Was, I think the whole I felt the spirit yeah. is not something that Mormonism and should be. Able I don't to know yeah. that that's what defines a spiritual person necessarily. No, I, and I think it can be different, but like. 
for so Ben, my husband, he I he classifies himself as a spiritual person, mm-hmm. and I just am. I'm not. Okay. I don't. I don't gotcha. think that I am. That's what. That's fair. Um, and you know, it's probably comfortable for you since you think that you've never, and not that you think you that you have never, in your opinion, been a spiritual person, and you're cool with that now. It's like yeah. it's not. There's nothing wrong with you. No. Whereas when you're a Mormon, no. you don't feel any kind of spiritual thing. There's something right. wrong with right. you. Right. Right. Yeah. Awesome. No. It's it's fine for me. And I I like I said like I read lots of things from mystical people and people who are looking for more and wanting to talk about it and like the idea of what are we doing here and who are we and why is this happening? I'm super interested in all of those kinds of questions. I just don't, I don't know. There's just like, there's a feeling that goes along with thinking about spirituality that I'm like, I'm not, I'm comfortable not feeling like I have to have that. Gotcha. Yeah. Going back to your departure from the church, what is something that you wish you would have done differently on your way out? And then... Lastly, Maybe gave them all the middle middle fingers. I was going to say more middle, yeah. more middle I fingers. I would have gone out with a much bigger bang. <laughs> more middle fingers for sure. <laughs> oh, think, um, and then what advice would you give to people who are just kind of looking over the edge of that cliff or they're about to flip the domino? Like what would you say to them? And what would you have done differently? So I don't know that I would have done anything differently. I think that we, because like anything hindsight, you have hindsight now, but going through it the way that we did, I think— we handled every situation pretty slowly and as well as we thought we could. I didn't have any big— Yeah, y'all took fucking forever to get all the way out. But then again, I had already left, Whatever. so it was easy for me to say, hurry up! Seriously, and I love you <laughs> saying this to me. Meanwhile, you and your husband are going to church without your kids for, like, six months. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? The only reason I'm here is because I'm, like, schlepping my kids to primary. That but should be the last reason you go is to schlep so your kids weird. to the fucking brainwashing um, room. There was, there was something recently. <laughs> there was something recently. That that I thought, oh, I go, I would have done more of that. I think Ben feels like he wishes he would have spoken up more, but that's yeah. just not really in his nature right. to do that. Um, no, I don't know. I don't know that there's anything I would have done differently. There's no right way to do it. Exactly. There's no right. Everyone's way to do it. different, and everyone yeah. has different interactions with their ward members, and yeah. everyone has different interactions with their family who they're going to yeah. hurt. Yeah. Whatever. There's it is. just yeah. no right way to do it. So I think that I wouldn't really change anything about that. The advice that I would give is. To leave. (laughs) (laughs) Leave Um, now. Right this second. (laughs) Now. Um, Yeah. And if you're reaching out and finding people who are in similar situations, because one of the, one of the big things that I had a problem with and still struggle with is because I'm the only one in my family who's left, that that's Mm. really, really hard for me. I feel, I feel very alone and I'm like, can't wait for the day that I have like more people quote unquote on my side. Cause yeah. it's just like this, like, yes, okay, you get it. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's just like being in the church where there's a language that only right. people who are Mormon understand. There's a language when you leave the church that only ex Mormons understand. Absolutely. It's why you and I have been such good friends for so long. Cause it's mm-hmm. like this shared experience that no one can ever take away right. from us. Very true. So I just find people that will help you. And I, I, this, here it is. Here's my actual advice. Let's hear it. <laughs> Leave it all in, Dan. All of it. <laughs> Trust the people that say they love you. And what I mean by that is if you have a mom or a dad or a sister or a spouse who says that they love you and you feel like you cannot do this thing anymore, you can't go to this place, you can't say these things, you can't live this way, but you don't want to hurt those people. That's a lot of the situations that people are in, right? They just are they're doing it because they don't want to hurt these other people. You have to trust them that they will love you anyway. Mm, and hard. if they do not love that's you hard. anyway, that is something you will then be confronted with and you will have decisions to make, but you will know the truth. I can't love anything more on this earth more than honesty. 
that I live and breathe it. You have to be honest. If people tell you that they love you, you have to give them the chance to show you that they love you. And if they don't, then you can find people that do because there are people that love you. There are people that will help you and there are people that will accept you. You just, you have to find them and you have to trust them. Wow, that is that is beautiful, yeah. but it's scary as triggering shit. for <sighs> me what you just Ooh. said because this sums up my relationship with my mother right there uh, in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't live honestly in that regard mm. because it's too difficult. It's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. Because my fear is that, well, actions speak louder than words, right? You can say you love someone sure. all day long, but how do you really show it? Sure. And we have listeners in this situation where they might just be like, if, they, if they're honest with their family, their parents, they might be like, well, you're dead to me. Get out. Right. That really can happen. Oh, yeah. It has happened. Oh, yeah. It has yeah. happened. Yeah. For it sure. has. For and sure. that's scary. It's terrifying. Yes. And to be able to like have the confidence to say, I want to be authentic more than I want to please you. What is it that um, our patron, Kimberly A., always says about, is it a fire to warm everybody oh, else? Oh, yeah, what yeah, yeah. Don't expression? light yourself on fire just to keep other people warm. Exactly. I love that expression. It's the, yes. yes. It's a really good yes. expression. Yes. But it's difficult to put into practice. It's terrible. It takes a lot of practice, actually. Yeah, it mm-hmm. does. It takes practice, and it takes the support of other people, and even— like even if those are mental health professionals that you're paying to support you, there are people still that support. that still support. There will be people. It opens. I'm not actually as optimistic of a person naturally as I think I might be sounding for people. <laughs> <laughs> but if those people shut you out in whatever way they do, there will then be a void, and you have the opportunity to fill the void with people that will fill it better and yeah. and will help you more potentially. And those people that shut you out, then they also have to. To deal with that, mm-hmm. that's that's something that they will. They, then they get to make their with. choices. They and get that's to make fair. their choices. They have their choices to make. Yeah. One thing I think about is if you are being someone different to get this love from people, is that really? Even? Is that do they really love yeah. you, or they love this a version of you? Some, yeah. Someone that's like this, yeah. right? Yep. But you're actually not like that, yep. and so you're kind of yep. being dishonest with them. Yeah, you're presenting, yep. and you're not giving them the front. opportunity to love yeah. who you really are anyway. And it might hurt because they might decide not to. Yep. And that's a choice that they should be given. Totally. People deserve the right to make the choices with the honest set of facts. I agree. And I was presented with an honest set of facts and I, and I made my choices and then I laid those facts out for other people and Mm -hmm. they made theirs. Yeah. Wow. And then don't you find that the people who stay, the people who truly you find out have your back, those connections are just unbreakable. They're amazing. And you feel like, okay, here's my people. These are my people because this is me and yeah. I am one of them and they yeah. are one of me and this this is yeah. where I belong. Nothing, nothing feels better than being loved for yep. who you really are yep. and how you really treat people and yep. being loved and accepted that way. There's just, there's nothing like that connection. So absolutely. There was a big moment I had when I was leaving the church and I had joined this new CrossFit gym and no one knew me and so I could just be whoever I wanted. So I was swearing and being allowed and doing whatever and nobody cared. They thought I was funny. They thought I was great. They loved me for who I was being, who was actually myself. Yeah. yeah. I'd never had that opportunity within Mormonism. Right. Um, you 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 fit the mold and people loved you because you fit the mold. Had I gone to like 
play basketball with the guys and have been making like crude jokes or spanking some dude on the ass or like like I wouldn't do in real life. Like now. you would, yeah, you would totally yeah, want to do that. Like you do, like you do. Um, they wouldn't have accepted me. Um, right. And and so there, it just seems like within Mormonism, surely in other religions as well, but within Mormonism, there's just a lot of fake relationships yeah. because absolutely because it's forced. You community. don't know who you are. No, it's actually, forced, it's, yeah, it's forced, forced community. community so, so that's it's true. Just a band aid. And yeah. everyone's trying to live up to some fake standard anyway. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So getting out, there's so many bonuses, but I think one that you've covered for sure is is you get to be yourself and yeah. you get to find your people. And that can happen anytime. Because some yep. people are like, well, I've been in it for so long and this nope, is my community. Matter. You will find a better community where you fit in, where they accept you. And guess what? This is awesome. You get to pick. Yeah. You get to pick your friends. You, you get can, to pick your hobbies. Yep. And, and, yeah. and, and you people. can leave if it doesn't work. And, yeah. you know, to what you were saying— Look for those people who truly love you. Yeah. We had a listener write in early on, and we actually met her oh, in Utah, right. yep. who ended up censoring her letter. Remember? She mm-hmm. sent a, a verse, first version of it, and then it took us a couple of days to get back to her. Actually, Shelly does this. I don't get back to too many people. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'm busy making YouTube videos and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, her friend read her letter and and was judging her. She's like, you you sound like you, what did yeah. she even say? I can't say believe in there? you sent that. Yeah. You sound so pathetic. What? Yeah. Why would you yeah, say yeah, these yeah. things? What? I know. Like, I know. The, like they don't. They, you really think that they are going to have the time to read your letter? Exactly. That's yeah. what she was saying. The friend was saying. Oh There's friend. Like, what the fuck kind of friend is that? What kind of friend is that? And so she was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I wrote that. She wrote us again. I was like, yeah. I'm so sorry. You don't, need, your time. You don't need, need to read the, re- the letter that I already sent. Yeah, it's it's exactly. a waste of time. My friend told me it was a waste of time. So yeah, I'm so Guess sorry. Guess what, listener? That is not your friend. Yeah. Right. That is not yeah. a friend to you. Right. right. That's, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. You no. need to surround yourself with people who uplift you. Yes. That's and it. that's got to be challenging to recognize those people after you leave a cult. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Most things are harder after you leave a cult. you got to figure your entire existence entire out. Existence. Yeah. You have to figure out who really is for you. Yeah. yeah. Because yep. people will tell you. Yep. Some yep. stuff that yep. you want to believe, yep. but then when it comes right down to it, they are not on no, your side. I'm big yep. on believing people. When people tell you they're an asshole, believe them. Yeah, yeah. And people do, enough. man. They yeah. tell you they're assholes all the time, and we're just like, oh, but maybe they're not. Nope. Maybe they, they told you. Day. Maybe they. <laughs> they told you they were racist. They told you they were homophobic. Uh-huh. You just pretended to not hear it, but they were telling you the whole time. <laughs> what about so the people who claim they're not those things, and then you see it later in their no, actions? No, that's what she's no, saying. They yeah, act yeah, like yeah. it, but they say that they're not. That's what I mean by It's just like no, no. They tell you in their actions. They told you. Yeah, it takes practice recognizing those actions that really speak very loudly for people. Yeah. We've covered a lot here today. This has been awesome. I think we could talk to um, our head engineer of organization like (laughs) every Sunday. It's almost like I'm a podcaster. I know. It's almost like you know how to speak into a microphone. It comes natural. Yeah, reminder her podcast that she does with her husband is awesome. It's called Your Friends, and they chat, and you will love to meet Ben. Ben actually has. You do as well, but Ben has a very sexy podcast voice. I very it's, much enjoy it. You guys have great, yeah. It's, I mean, I know it's, I'm biased, but like, I listen to my own and, podcast uh, and uh-huh. I like on. it. You get a little turned on? Uh-huh, uh-huh. I get it, I get it. Um, we want to have you on again. Please yeah. do, all the time. Okay, and then we're going to, Ben, we want to have on as well. I know. We're going to drag Ben and out. Come on, Ben. Doesn't he, he know will. a lot of temple stuff? Because we still want to have oh, this he, stupid temple episode. We're going to make him come out. We're going to wear our temple clothing. We're going to do the signs. None of us. Can we order garments? Oh, no. You actually 
can't. No, oh, okay. you have to have your Maybe on temple eBay. recommend. Oh, sure. Yeah. You, yeah, we yeah, could yeah. get yeah. a hold of some, but <laughs> I mean, we're in a contraband. <laughs> we, could, we just put a Craigslist ad. So we're in a bitch. We need some garments. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's yeah. Mercy. That might be the greatest thing is yeah. being able to wear regular underwear or none at all. Oh, yeah. my God, sleeping naked. The okay, I don't do that, but ba- that's, oh. that's my own. It has nothing to do with like garments or not garments. Jill's I was like, oh, I don't either. What I meant was, who would do no. that? True story, I actually said to Ben the other day, I had forgotten to put a shirt back on. Mm-hmm. And I said, As you do. Back on after what? I mean, just some stuff, you know. Okay. And I was like, I would like to train myself at some point to be able to sleep naked. But today's not that day. Not the day. Uh, it's it's we'll amazing. Because I also sleep very warm. And so to have no she clothes runs on. Yeah, you're real, you're a real hot person. <laughs> real, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I, know, I tend to agree. So we are going to postpone a letter until Wednesday's podcast, our midweek mail podcast. So yep. we'll get a letter in We're then. also postponing. Sorry, I totally interrupted you. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm not really no, sorry. You, you go. You no, have you the floor. Go. Mm. Tell me what to do. <laughs> okay, and this we're is also, how it starts. This uh-huh. is, I know. We're also saving our Foom Pod, and it's an awesome one. Um, we're saving it for when Diana comes back because she has much to say. Much um, to but say. But please, guys, send in some more Foom Pods. We're starting to run a little thin. And we yeah. don't want to have to just abruptly be I mean, like, we have explored all the fucked up things. We're about to open up that miracle of forgiveness. Is that what it's oh, called? Oh, I bet there's God. some stuff in there. And also the Book of Mormon. Let's just open up the damn Book of Mormon. That's true. There's probably some foom pods in there. White and delightsome. Yeah. Oh, God. That's, that's horrible. <laughs> so bad. Well, I mean, the one that we were going to use today comes from the Book of Mormon. True. So yeah, that's straight true. out of there. That actually right. could be a he said what? The white and delightsome thing. Wasn't that Who said specifically it, oh, said by a prophet? I think it was specifically said by a prophet who is not Joseph Smith. Was it Lehi, Nephi, or Gordon B. Hinckley? (laughs) You love to to, to besmirch the name of GBH. Because it's so like, because you're like Moroni. GBH was my prophet, man. He was mine as well. He was mine as well. Who was before him? Ezra Uh, Tap Benson was. No, 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 Hunter for six months. It was Benson oh, for a long Hunter time. Hunter didn't exist. Hunter for six months. Nobody remembers him because he was probably senile the entire time. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, GBH. And then GBH for like a super long time. Yeah, GBH was my prophet. Mm, get those um, B's in order. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you better be grateful. Should we be referring to each other by our first name, middle initial, last name? I mean, or for sure. First initial, middle name. Uh, I do prefer D Jones Edgel, so that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna be how my I'm gonna that's do, gonna uh, need to pop up on the screen under my. Uh, I like it. Well, well like title. Just talk. Yeah, you, know? <laughs> you, you know what? You should really flip the script and be what? like Shelly Johnson D. There you go. <laughs> Boom. No one does the just the no last initial. The last also, I want to see someone come up and fuck all that shit up. Also, Whoever's you're divorced, so you don't even need to claim the last one. That's Sorry. Matter. Are we pulling? Have... Are we? Are we reclaiming the middle name? Are yeah. You what, it, your, what is uh, your Renee. middle name? No, Elaine. Fucking... Thank you. <laughs> Elaine. 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 Is there, you have to. You have to. It's an over. E. I said Elaine. Well, but no one says Elaine. Elaine. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like you said it with an A. Elaine is just how you pronounce it. <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> I knew it sounded kind of like Renee. I don't know why I blanked on it for That's a second. That's funny because clearly you I don't, don't love, love you. me like <laughs> I love you, Mary Catherine Rutt. Oh God. Okay. See, maybe it's because I just want to forget my middle name. Would you be Mary? Oh, Kay I don't Rutt? like mine either. No, Mary Kay. No one no, wants to be you called be, Mary Kay. You would be M. Catherine Rutt if I don't, you were speaking. I don't like any no. of this. Wait, do the ladies— <laughs> like, I, I am out. To be, clear, out. to be clear, I don't do the, like Do this. the ladies who are lucky enough, the two 
The oh, two yeah, in Sher- conference. Sherry Aldo, baby. Sherry Aldo, you're right. Sherry Aldo. What about Wixom? Because she was around Who? here. Okay, you oh, are losing was. a lot of listeners right now. No one knows but some I mean, of these. Well, a lot of people yeah, they do. do. But, oh, well, they know Sherry Aldo. Oh, God. Lesbian extraordinaire. <laughs> who just fucking own your lesbianism. <laughs> nope. We know no. you're gay. Was she like the only Relief Society president or something? Something. It's she. She and they were up there together. Is she married now, finally, to someone or no? What? What? No, Only in the get, celestial kingdom. I was going to say, she cannot get married. I'm sure she's sealed to someone. Oh, that is horrifying. She's so I gay. Know. I will look up pictures and show you. And this poor woman, she- What was her deal? She's gay. Well, beyond that, in the she church. Was, she was, I think she was. Oh, the, she's the in general, charge of- She was the general Relief Society president, okay. I think. Okay. But she's okay. like in charge of Deseret Book shit, I just said a she? bunch of words Wait a minute. out of my mouth. She was single? so <laughs> absurd. Oh, yeah. And they let her yeah. head up Relief Society? But yep. I think because there's some sort yep. of familial ties. There's some something yeah, going on. Yeah, it seems progressive. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not. And for sure Don't she's gay. Sherry L. Do, if you're listening, come on, baby. <laughs> Just embrace the vagina. It's not oh, scary. It's amazing. Serious Look at your hair. You the, know you're gay. The pants I'm sorry, could you get on. it right? It's vagina. Vagina. Sorry, Philip, to disappoint. You know you love vagina. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Jeez. Yes, I am also a listener. Okay, this oh, has devolved. But we never spiral here. We never go down. Oh, wow. All right. It was delightful. Thank you so much for having you're me. You're welcome. Oh, anytime. You are welcome we will, we back. We will save the goldfish box. This will put your name on it. This is now your official well, goldfish box. Well, but the other mics have been ordered, so we're going to have okay, a you're right. scissor arm. We're going to be looking like official as shit here before yeah. we know it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Yep. I'm we're going to hook you up. Love it. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, let's wrap this up. Speaking of lesbians, um, we need I'm to I'm not one, just in case we're not In clear. my mind, you are. That makes me feel <laughs> all warm and fuzzy. The spirit tells me that you are. Um, but there are some hot, sexy lesbians playing soccer right now. They and are. We, we got to go watch them. go watch them. One of them, oh. one of them looks a little bit like me. True. So. She's the hottest of them all. <laughs> Megan? Obviously. R- R- what's the last Rapino? name? Rapino. Rapino. Sorry, I don't know mm-hmm. why I always forget the name. Mm-hmm. She's hot. A, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she copied similar, my hair color. Similar, the game so, started yeah. 27 minutes ago. Oh, okay. she's probably started like four times. I know. I know. All righty. Well, thanks, everybody. Until next time, remember, steer clear of cults, because they, what is it, everybody? Are, are no, no joke. joke. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.